0: Comedy LOL Podcast Network. This quote that I have. This quote's been in my old phone that I use as like an iPad, kind of. But it's, it's just that been there big. Because I love it. No, but it, oh. it just.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to open the show with a quote from the I Ching which is a, the I Ching is a, I would say, I guess a religious text from the East, from China. The master said, Life leads the thoughtful man on a path of many windings. Now the course is checked. Now it runs straight again. Here, winged thoughts may pour freely forth in words. There, the heavy burden of knowledge must be shut away in silence. But when two people are at one in their inmost hearts they shatter even the strength of iron or bronze and when two people understand each other in their inmost hearts their words are sweet and strong like the fragrant fragrance of orchids
1: do you know what i love about this quote i feel like it so greatly reflects what we're talking about today because it starts off with a singularity the thoughtful man and then all of a sudden it just switches to when two people are one so um, we're definitely talking about two today, the number two, and we're talking about, um, well, I'm going to be talking about maybe like a pair of people. Um, so I really feel like the transition from one to two, going from last week to this week is really nice.
0: Yeah, agreed. And um, I've always noticed, because that's been a quote that I've had in my phone for a while, I like to look at it once in a while. And I did notice the abruptness between the two different statements, and I never thought interpreted that way so thank you for that it's pretty crazy i like it
1: i also like just pointing out that it seems like we were having this conversation we were talking about um when you were talking about the hermit and it was one of those um there's a difference between being alone and being lonely and the way i'm reading this is like you can be alone but you know life is a, a journey of multiple people as opposed to a singularity
0: yeah for sure that's right. why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, okay, let's jump
1: in then to what we're talking about today. So last week we started off with our summer of cups. I'm calling it the summer of love because I feel like that gives it kind of this <laughs> um, fun vibe. So we're talking about the two of cups. Well, today. it is
0: uh, not to you know to interrupt real quick. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It is 2019, which is 50 years after. 1969, which was the fabled summer of love. So, you know, there is some synchronicity there.
1: And yesterday was June 6 or 6-9.
0: Yeah. And that's actually <laughs> my cousin's birthday and she turned 50. How crazy wow. is that? Yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday, Susan, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> so um, we're going to talk more about the suit of cups today. We're going to talk about the two of cups. And then we're going to talk about the high priestess card. Um, And I definitely have some really nice kind of uh, some ideas to weave between the Two of Cups and the High Priestess that have to do with the number two. Um, And since this is being released on June 11th, we'll still be in the sign of Gemini, which is the twins. Um, And the sign looks very similar to the Roman numeral two.
0: Yeah. And 11, there's two ones.
1: Oh, my God. And that's going to be the day we release June 11th. Yeah. I literally just said that. Okay. (laughs) Right.
0: Let and the 11th card of the major arcana is the justice card and he's holding the scales which have two different sides to weigh so there's so many twos in there it's crazy
1: too cool all right let's on. all right we're gonna start off looking at the two of cups um so let's just review kind of what we talked about last week which is the suit of cups i'm saying is going to be our suit of the summer it's reflective of water signs which i am so it's Going to be the suit of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, and it's definitely the suit of love and emotions and more kind of um, not logical, left-brained things. So if I'm looking at the Two of Cups, um, what I see here is two figures. Honestly, when I first saw it, I didn't know what to think of them, but now if I look at it closer, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it's um, a girl and a boy, and they're each holding a cup. And they're facing each other. And they kind of look like they're going to pass their cups off to each other. And then in between them is like this symbol that looks like... Um, it reminds me of like the doctor symbol with like the snake and the staff. The
0: caduceus.
1: Yes. And then you have a lion's head with wings. Um, and if you'd want to see what this card looks like, check check our Instagram. Because I hope I did a good job describing But it's hard to understand what we're actually talking about unless you see it. Um All right, so what were your initial thoughts when you saw this card?
0: Initially, I thought about sharing. And I, for some reason, it's really weird, but my eyes, I don't focus on the the Caduceus or the lion with the wings. I focus on the cups and the two people. So it's like this lion and Caduceus are, are not even really visible to me consciously. I have to like look up at it. I'm not, you know, that's not where my eyes go. So I that's feel like initial. the cups
1: kind of take your eyes right to them because they're very oversized. They seem like incredibly large for the two figures holding them.
0: <clears throat> yeah, these people are definitely parting.
1: And so, uh, d- did you look at the figures and identify them? This is a boy. This is a girl. Or were you like, oh, it's just two two figures?
0: No, I, I it definitely looked like it was symbolizing a uh, male and female there for sure.
1: All right, so let's start off then with the male figure and let's look at him. Um, let's look at, he's wearing like this wreath or garland on his head. Uh, what are your thoughts there?
0: Um, For me, I would say that it just represents knowledge or maybe spiritual knowledge because it's red and it's on his head.
1: Yeah, and I so I said that it's like kind of a nice combination. She has... I'm going to say the figure on the left um, has the wreath of like leaves and he mm-hmm. has the fruit. Honestly, I, I, I was a little confused because I almost would have switched them where she yeah. had the fruit and then he had the leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest by his dress, I guess if I looked at it closer, I would be like, yes, that's a male. Um, but he's wearing... All yellow, it looks like, or at least a stronger kind of color for me, as opposed to her like calm and um, more serene blue. And for the blue, I'm saying her her outfit kind of reminded me, kind of honestly, of the high priestess we're going to talk about later, or of water and just more like femininity and emotion.
0: Yeah, it looks like she's wearing pretty much exactly what the high priest is wearing, priestess is wearing. I didn't even notice that.
1: um That's it's why cool. I was like, wow, what a great combination of cards today. Um all right so she is holding her her cup with two hands and he actually is like reaching out for the her cup he's holding his cup in one hand and reaching for hers did you think anything of that
0: Yeah actually I was thinking that he's for me he looks like a representation of the masculine energy and she would be a representation of the feminine energy and I believe like the masculine the masculine energy is more um just a little more aggressive, more forward. So it would be reaching out for that union. If there has to be a union of two, if they have to come together, the masculine energy is the one that's going to make the first attempt. And I don't mean okay. a male or a, a female. I just mean the energy in the in the sense of the uh, polarities.
1: I love that because honestly, while you were just saying that, I was thinking when I think of like masculine, feminine, or I guess men and women, like a normal relationship, I think like men give, women receive. Yeah. I mean, in lots of senses, right? But he almost looks like he's trying to take it there, like not waiting for her to offer it.
0: Yeah, or he could be putting his hand on her hand to say, you know, you could trust me.
1: And we didn't see the moment before this. It almost looks like maybe he could have been just like passing it to her. Maybe he had two cups and he gave her one.
0: Yeah, this is true. He could be passing it.
1: All right. So our symbol here in the middle, um, the one that you have to focus on. What are your thoughts on, on this figure, this symbol here in the middle of the lion with the wings?
0: Uh, well this, the two snakes coming together that it looks like the two serpents on the bottom, that's what's known as a caduceus. And you'd see it in medical. It's really, really popular. Like on the ambulance logo and the hospital logo, you'll see this. And what that represents are the coming together and the combining of two separate different energies. And you could look at or ideas, or, you know, it's just, it just represents two opposite forces, whatever they are. Like I said, energies, ideas, um, just coming together or using them to work in harmony. And then when you come up with a lion with the wings, it makes it look like it's a spiritual energy. It's a energy that comes from within, not something that's necessarily external, but more I- spiritual.
1: I was so thrown by the lion head. Like I'm with you when you're talking about the serpents and definitely like a, you know, more kind of heavenly or, or not of this earth feeling thought, whatever, but that lion's head just totally throws me off. Like it doesn't feel to me like it fits there.
0: There's something else here that might uh, make it a little better for you, which is, you know how lions are used. You see like lions on the side of driveways and gateways and that stuff. Well, I found out that the reason that they use lions is because when they sleep, they sleep with their eyes open. So they're always watching. So this could represent that spiritual or unconscious energy that we believe is like sleeping, but it's always watching. We're just not in contact with it all the time.
1: That sounds mildly terrifying. And I feel like I'm going to have to YouTube a video of that later. I <laughs> feel like lions Well, I meant in, in
0: the knowledge, in the in the symbolism, that's what lions symbolize. Oh, okay. it, they might not always sleep with their eyes open, but that it's was like, just wow. like the common lore of the time. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I also that was wanna... in that
0: symbol book I was showing you.
1: I want to draw attention to the sky in the background because I did make a comment of that. Like I did write down something about that saying that it was a cloudless sky. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was just, for me, it was reflective of like a nice balance um, and like clarity because you have both sides of the spectrum there. Yeah, I like that. Um. All right. Now, if you were to interpret this card, what would you say?
0: Um. Interpret in what context exactly? Just say it
1: comes up in, like, a general reading.
0: I would say um, in a general reading, it would point to something like a sharing of knowledge, a uh, signal to begin on a different path, maybe a path of self-love or self-knowledge, which is basically the same thing, and mm-hmm. then esoterically... Which means, like in a spiritual sense, it could mean somebody, you know, like you're going to begin on the road of that self-knowledge of this, um, you know, you're coming to a fork in the road and you have to decide which way you want to go, the red pill or the blue pill. So it's, it's for me, it's like a choice in a general, in a general reading.
1: Brandon, we're talking about the summer of love and you're like focusing on like yourself. It's supposed to be like finding (laughs) your other half, that soulmate, that person.
0: Well, you didn't say romantic reading.
1: I'm just saying that if I had this come up, I'd be like, you are finding this nice, this balance, (laughs) this person that is a compliment to you that I didn't even go introspectively to myself. I don't need to find that. I am a whole human being, I feel like, me personally. But I'm saying if this came up in a general reading, I'd be like... There is either somebody in your life or you're gonna find somebody in your life that is like like the other half of your soul stone.
0: Oh ye of little faith, Ashley. <laughs> don't worry, don't wait till we get to the other sections. I got I my notes. You're gonna your I mind do. is gonna be blown. You're gonna be like, Brandon, I am so sorry.
1: I doubt anyway. that. <laughs> So I said that it's a friendship or it's some kind of complimentary relationship or um, this would be like something that you've just fallen in love with that you feel like you've always meant to do. Like you're finding that, that thing, that passion, that whatever. And I'm not talking about passion in like a, like a sexual way. And I actually made a note of saying that, so, which is normally different than how I kind of normally interpret things. So um, all right, let's talk about this in a romantic way reading or a relationship reading go ahead blow me away well why don't you go first (laughs) okay all right I said that this is um if it's a personal relationship I said that this card could be very equivalent to the lovers so we already talked a little bit about the lovers card but I'm saying that this would be and honestly I was just looking at this before and I was kind of upset that the coloring they chose for them was blue and yellow because I really wish it had been Um, complementary colors so either blue and orange or yellow and purple because it really would have been like opposite ends of the color wheel and like a nice yin yang but I said that in a relationship reading if you're in a relationship with somebody this would be like this is that person that complementary other half the two holes making a whole new being right Two become one like I just quoted before um and I said that if it's You're not in a relationship, it's going to be looking out for that person, but that that person could potentially be on their way to meeting you. And it would be like, I always say this, like, when you know, you know. So that was my interpretation for a a relationship reading. But that makes me seem, I feel like a true romantic, and I don't know if that's what I am, but...
0: No, I, I I definitely like that analysis. And to add to that would be if you mix blue and yellow which other colors represent here, you get green and green is def is that color of creativity, new ideas or, or new beginnings. So, growth
1: and nature. Yeah, growth. There uh-huh. you go.
0: Nature. So it's a, it's a more of an earthly power that it's pointing to. And so, um, the tooth, I said two things. The first thing is that if you're already in a relationship, this could signal a strengthening of that relationship or maybe, Taking that relationship to the next level, or if you're having some problems, maybe coming together and learning to share and using this power. And what is this power? Or or, or it can also represent new love too. But what is this power? I'm going back to the self love because I think in this society, what I see and listen, man. You know, I'm single, so it's not like I'm preaching here and like trying to tell people that you know, like I got to figure it out. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people are looking ex- externally to complete themselves when they haven't really gone inside to know themselves and get in contact and love themselves. And I don't mean in a way that's like, uh, in a negative aspect, I mean, positive self-love, like not beating yourself up all the time and stuff like this. So if you can complete that, you know, you, you're a complete soul, a complete being, then you could go out externally and find that love. And you could have a real love and build something that's going to last
1: I love that. And I think that you're absolutely right. You can't find that conflict. And I hate using the phrase other half because that I feel like makes it seem like you're not a full person, but you can't find that other full person if you're not a full person.
0: Yes, this is very, very true. So that's, that's my mind blowing because I was, I wanted to start with the self-love in the general and then bring it to romantic. If that's what it was specifically, then this is how self-love is going to help you there. And
1: and I do also want to point out that for if I if I was doing a relationship reading, I wouldn't necessarily always focus on romantic love um, because this could be like a friendship. And I think a lot of times when you're talking about a romantic love, people are always thinking of the passion part of it and they're missing out on the aspect of that person being complimentary to you in other ways, because passion is such a strong feeling and feelings can sometimes fade away and, you know, they go through cycles. But if you have that other person that can push you and, and support you and all these other things, that's more what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, exactly.
1: Okay. So let's talk. Before we
0: move on, I just want to talk about the, uh, so this card in the Thoth deck, which is the Alistair Crowley deck. Um, I sent you a picture of it. So it, if you're looking at it, it shows, it looks like a flower coming out of the water. And then under the flower, there's two, looks like could be koi fish that are wrapped similar to the way the caduceus with the two snakes. And there's water coming off this flower, hitting these snakes and then falling into two cups and everything is on, it looks like an ocean or a big lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I wanted to say from this was to go back to what we were saying in a previous podcast, when we were talking about the lily and the the lily, I really was meant to talk about the Lotus flower because that's in the Eastern in the like Buddhism and stuff. They talk about the Lotus flower and that's the flower that is, comes from the mud up through the water to the surface blooms and becomes this great thing. Similar to the way the caterpillar becomes a butterfly after this transformation. So I wanted to bring it back to the self love where When you get to know yourself and I know I keep harping on this and you go through this transformation and you go up to the sunlight and become this beautiful flower, then this flower is pouring forth all this water that's falling down on this fish and then is overflowing these two cups. So, and then that is flowing into the pond. So one, when you first look at it, you might think the source of all this water is the pond, but it's actually this lily that's filling the pond. So, you know, you have to look at it backwards.
1: And um, so when you sent this to me, I did spend a few minutes looking at it and I was like, do you want me to even comment on it? And you said (laughs) if I wanted to, which of course I do. Um, So just one of the observations I made that if I'm looking at the two cups, they each have like five, like streams of water coming off of them. So it was, that would make our 10, right? Five plus Mm -hmm. five is 10, which would be like the completion of something. So I really liked that. I like, what a nice little addition there, whether or not they meant it to be like that. All right, so let's now move on to talking about this card if it came up in a work reading or a career reading. And I certainly hope you're not going to say, like, sleep with your employees.
0: Yeah. Man, how'd you know? (laughs) I was going to be like, listen, don't shit where you eat. I know Uh... you so
1: well, so I knew that's what you would say. (laughs)
0: I would I would say that um this could represent new ideas or possibly working with a no, another coworker in harmony. So something that either you need to do or something that could be coming up in the future for you, but definitely something you could benefit from, you know, working with someone else and finding that harmony and that rhythm.
1: I said that it was um it was finding something that you actually love to do. So whatever it is that you're really passionate about, you know that saying, I I hate saying these like generic sayings that you would find like on signs, but it's like if you find something you love or you work at something you love, you're never gonna work a day in your life. But like kind of that idea of um, finding something that you're really passionate about, really love, and then being able to produce something really kind of special.
0: Yeah, um, that's definitely a great interpretation, and I think it's funny how those cheesy sayings, you know, when you actually live it or or it makes sense to you. you're like oh I get what they're saying here and really it's only cheesy to people who you know hate their whatever job or whatever it is you know but I, no, I hear you
1: I've also tried like with doing kind of my card of the day readings or any kind of readings I have for friends recently I'm trying to identify if they wanted to do a career focus reading which careers this could possibly be pushing them towards um without being like super specific so I said that this would be something that would be more um has to do with fields that require personal relationships so people who kind of talk or talk about feelings um or interact with people in like a friendly way so I said like hospitality or somebody that's in the medical field um like a therapist as opposed to like um like a neurosurgeon Just throwing that in there now I didn't normally we don't talk about if the card is reversed but I honestly want to talk about that for both of these cards today because I had such a strong feeling on the reversal of both of these cards so if you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about in the readings if you get a reading done sometimes the card can come up upside down Um, so you'll call that reversed and so if the two of cups came out reversed do you have any like thoughts or, or feelings on that
0: Why don't you go ahead? Okay. uh... (laughs) Um, I said
1: that's exclusivity, which I feel like can sometimes be good. And I'm all about being exclusive and things. Um, But I wrote down the idea of like two's company, three's a crowd. So it's kind of leaving people out, um, which sometimes that exclusivity or that inclusiveness of only one person prohibits new ideas from coming in or positive things from happening.
0: Yeah, I like that. It reminds me of the difference between extroversion and intro- introversion, where if someone's an introvert, they it, it's a common misconception that they like to be alone. But if you're an introvert, you can actually introvert with one other person. So you can be in a one-on-one situation and still introverted. It is when you it, you add that third person that it becomes three's a crowd. So it's funny how if you ever had a friendship, where depending on how you are, the one person sometimes one person only wants to hang out you and another person but then there's another person that constantly wants to always see what someone else is doing so you can get like a third person or more that's how you can tell the difference if someone's an introvert or extrovert
1: I think that's why we work so well together we're both introverts
0: yeah exactly <laughs> 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 we're introverting right now everybody
1: exactly with
0: our audience
1: we have one more person come in and we're both like nah I'm good Never mind. Uh, all
0: right <laughs> I'm gonna go all right
1: Um, okay. So do you have any final thoughts on the two of cups?
0: Um, well, yeah, I wanted to add to the, what you were talking about with the reversed, where is also can mean, um, the opposite of this. So it could represent maybe some kind of relationship that you have that's in conflict right now. So you have to ask yourself, why is there a conflict? It takes two to tango. So, you could be the person and if their other person isn't doing it, they're not going to do it. You have to be the person to make this relationship work no matter what you have to do. So you have to look at and empathize with where they're coming from. Why are they doing this? Whatever it is that they're doing, you know, maybe they got beat up on their kid or something, you know, maybe that's why they're sensitive and they have a low self-esteem and they're acting the way they are. So if you could figure this out about the other person, you could make this relationship a little more harmonious. And if it's especially like a career relationship that could lead to more money or just more peace of mind and just less BS you have to put up with
1: and I'm just gonna now jump off that because I'm also thinking now if that came up reversed for me I'm just saying like all these great things about this card which I'm like now like oh I hope this comes up for me um but it could also be um like forcing those ideas to be present when they're not Like, this person is the one for me, even though you know they're not. I'm going to talk a little bit more about, like, instinct and intuition with the next card, but I I think that there's such a a connection between the two we're talking about today. And I think a lot of times people try to convince themselves that the person they're with is the right person, the job they're at is the right job, the friends that they have are the right friends, even though they know themselves, it's not right. And going back to what I said earlier, like, when you know, you know. And sometimes it might take somebody doing a reading for you to be like, hey, You know, I would say that you might think these things are happening, but I think you know they're not.
0: And this is really the crux of everything I was talking about with the self-knowledge where if you get to know yourself and listen to yourself better, you listen, listen to your body and your feelings, then you won't have to, you can start to do this stuff yourself. And it's always good to have the help of somebody else, but this is why the tarot is good because you could just get a deck of cards and learn how to do this and then start the discovery of self-knowledge all your own and then it's on your own journey and then like i said you could become this whole person and then you could uh you know one can see the benefits from there (laughs) hey just as as a total
1: offshoot not even relating to this card somebody asked me today when i do a reading for myself if i like speak my the meaning or what i think uh, the interpretation of the cards is out loud do you do that or do you keep it like do you just like think about it
0: Right away when you flip the card, you mean?
1: Yeah. So if you're doing like a three-card spread, do you look at the cards and say like out loud, like, I think that these mean this, this, and this? Or you just kind of personally reflect on them?
0: Um, it, it, I guess a little bit of both. I, I kind of try to talk with the person also and enunciate how what I'm...
1: No, no. This is if you're doing it for yourself.
0: Oh, if I'm doing it for myself. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh no. I, usually I feel like just, you
1: always send me your cards, though.
0: Yeah, I, I usually just think about it. Sometimes I'll say I talk to myself a lot, but it's more of just to be like funny. So I might I'll, I'll say <laughs> jokes, I guess. I don't know. I should probably record myself. But yeah, no, I don't usually. I just think sometimes
1: like, having somebody say those, even if I was doing a reading for myself, saying it out loud versus just thinking it, there's like a power to like the actual verbalization of those words. You know. Yes,
0: there is power in your voice, in your words, people. Fiat Isn't luxe. that the secret? Let there be light. You exactly, know? that is the secret. All
1: right. Okay, so let's move on from the two of cups here. I think I think we, we talked as much as we can about that for right now. Um, we're going to be talking about the high priestess card right now. And there is so much going on in this card. Um and I'm going to try my best to describe it. But definitely look at our Instagram if you want to see what it looks like. Or you can always just Google it. Uh, we're using the Rider Waite tarot deck. So I see a figure, a female figure. She is sitting and she's wearing like a blue gown. She's got this cross on her dress. She un- In her like gown cape, she has the Torah kind of holding in her her right arm. And she's in between these two pillars, a black and In this one, it looks gray, and the black one has a B on it, and the gray one has a J on it. Um, At her feet, it looks like a uh, waxing crescent moon, and then behind her is like this tapestry with these fruits on it. And then behind the tapestry, behind the two columns, it's all blue.
0: Okay. So there's a lot
1: going on there. And if you look at the card, hopefully you can see what I was trying to describe.
0: Yes, yeah, so my card is a little, little bit different because I have the um, you have the rider weight and I have the weight official. So in my card, the one little bit difference is behind everything, you can ever so slightly see that it's like a some body of water and there's like land in the background in the middle. So you could just see it's like a giant body of water that she's in front of. So that's all all I would say. Oh, I, I guess you that.
1: could kind of see that in mine.
0: Yeah, you could. You could kind of maybe it a out. little bit. Yeah.
1: Okay, initial thoughts.
0: Well, as you said, also, I wanted to mention, if you want to see these cards, go to our Instagram, which is Tarot Bull 2 T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two. And if you'd like to purchase a deck, you can go through our Amazon link at comedyll.com, click on the Amazon link, buy everything you want to buy, and they send us a little bit. It doesn't cost you any extra. All right, that's our commercial. So, (laughs) initial thoughts. (laughs) Uh, So, I initially... um, drawn to the figure in the middle and then these pillars these pillars really stick out to me but i don't know if it's because there's a giant b and my name is brandon so i'm used to seeing a giant b all the time and my middle initial is john so the bj right there you know it's
1: of course it's, the guy kind of call my name bj it's calling know. my name
0: <laughs> it's literally calling my name
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: uh, go ahead what about you?
1: Um I am initially drawn to her dress. Um just because at the bottom it almost kind of looks like a waterfall that's like covering a little bit of this this crescent moon. Um so it almost looks like she's like clothed in water.
0: Yeah, she's me. like she is the river.
1: Yeah, or or the ocean, right or something like that. Um All right. So, let's kind of get into each of the the different Symbols or or images on this card. Let's start off with the pillars.
0: All right. Well, why don't you go first with the pillars? Because I know no, a little bit more. you go
1: first with the pillars.
0: Uh, you want me to go first with the <laughs> yes. pillars? Okay. So these, uh, the B and the J represent Boaz and Joaquin, which is really something that's big in, among masonry. And it has to do with the Temple of Solomon, And to keep it short, it's the gateway to the Temple of Solomon. It's the doorway. So this represents the doorway. And you can also look at this, you can look at them like the yin and the yang. So you have the white on one side with the black in the middle and the black on one side with a little bit of the white in the middle. So it's similar to that, that flavor, that energy, but it represents a doorway.
1: And, you know, um, so one of my favorite books in the bible not bringing this back to christianity or catholicism for a second is um the book the song of songs and it was actually supposedly written by solomon and they're all love songs so i'm just jumping back now to that two of cups about
0: oh yeah these, yeah these solomon poems. was a lover that guy <laughs> these
1: po- these psalms or these songs and poems written to his his betrothed or his his wife or his whatever um so I was like, what a great connection there between these two cards. Um, I mean, for me, I I agree that there's the complementary nature of the colors for the two pillars. Again, just going back to the two of cups, I'm like, wow, these really fit really well together. Who came up with talking about these today? I feel like they're so smart.
0: (laughs) That would have to be uh, Ashley.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, let's talk about the, like, Um, Tapestry between the two pillars. Did you have anything on that?
0: Yes, I do. All right. What do you think? So it's going along with the doorway motif because what it's trying to represent here is that this high priestess is the doorway to whatever lies behind, which is, so you see all these fruit and the way that they are arranged, it's similar to the Kabbalah tree of life. So... You can set there what they're called sephirah, The way that there's there's like circles on this tree, and the they're set up in the very similar pattern to the sephirah in the Tree of Life for Kabbalah. So it goes along with this motif. So the High Priestess, she is the gateway, the doorway to the Tree of Life and what lies behind it, which is you know all that water.
1: And so in the the Tree of Life, how many circles are there?
0: Uh, I believe there's eleven on each side. So there's there's two. And that's why it's great because you come back, comes back to eleven, so you have eleven, and then there's two, which you know is twenty-two. But um, so there would be eleven behind her on this one.
1: Oh, so we're missing some of them here. Maybe yeah, she's covering the, them up.
0: There, she's covering them up, and they're actually represented. There's one that goes where where her head is, and then one where her heart is.
1: Okay. Ah, uh, if only she had moved just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. okay, let's talk about um. Just her her and the way she's sitting and her outfit and what she's got going on here. Um, she's wearing this very interesting hat. I don't even yeah. know how I would describe that. Crown?
0: It is a type, it looks like it's a type of crown that mm-hmm. looks like two crescent moons bent. So, you know, each like one half of a crescent moon with then a whole moon in the middle. Mm-hmm in the way also you said the way she's sitting here which is a great observation because she's the first of the major arcana to be seated. Mhm. So what does that mean for you?
1: For me that shows like confidence. Not that standing. I think a lot of times there's a misconception that standing shows confidence over someone, but it's for me it's like if you're sitting down you're confident, you don't need to stand up.
0: Yeah. Like in a royal or noble way, you know, she's sitting yes. there. She knows she has the power. Exactly. That's what I put confidence in like comfort with the power. She's comfortable. You know, she's not insecure. with. Yes. Her power. I said there's you know, a so strength there in that yeah, position. Perfect. Exactly.
1: Um, And so for me, I was just like, and for me, that just goes back to, it seems that she's maybe very confident because she has, I mean, she has this little scroll here that you can clearly says, see says Torah, Um but I'm saying it's because she has the knowledge necessary to know that she doesn't need to stand.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Um, now, do you have any thoughts on the cross on her chest?
0: Yeah, so the cross is, obviously, it's a Christian symbol, but it goes back even further, and it really represents the union of opposites and harmony, similar to the caduceus. And
1: Wait, where did we just see that? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, exactly. The two of cups. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's coming back to it, um, and it really marks a union of opposites in a tangible way—a way that we could a tangible reality, so you could see it. So that's why you see these crosses everywhere in a lot of different older religions, and um, uh, you know, different even before Christianity. And it is also the Christian version of the Tree of Life. So it brings us back to that Kabbalah Tree of Life because. The cross was the early version to symbolize the tree of life with Jesus hanging on the tree. And right. the other last thing I'm going to say is also it is at her heart chakra. Yes. So where it's located.
1: Which I think Go again ahead. ties so nicely into we're talking about cups. We're talking about love and we're talking about emotion. Um, And I think that there's a strength there for me. Um, I also want to point out that I'm, like, so happy that the first female presence in the Major Arcana is someone that's so strong. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas we had the Magician and uh, the Fool. And not saying that those aren't strong cards, but I would definitely identify those more as masculine. And then you see this one, it's like, bam, there she is.
0: Yep. Mother Nature herself with the Mm -hmm. river flowing around her.
1: All right. So do you have any comments on her dress or her gown or...
0: I just I just agree with what you said before where it really just represents the uh the river and the water flowing through her and the two colors the white's the purity um but also are we going to talk about the scroll or or do you want to No, go
1: ahead next? talk about the scroll.
0: So an interesting thing about the scroll is that it says Torah, so the first thing about that Torah is Hebrew for law. So she's holding the law which is natural law. It's like karma, the law of the universe. So she's the keeper of this. She's that power, that natural power, like we are talking about Mother Nature. And then also, if you notice, it's T-O-R-A, which and then the, even you can look at the cross on her chest, but that's tarot backwards, if there's a hidden T. So it could be tarot backwards, or also this anagram, you can use those letters to make the word tarot just have an extra T. And so I think that's kind of pointing at that, the tarot itself is the law, is the word.
1: Ooh, I did ooh. not even make that connection.
0: Yeah, well, see, this is when when you do hours of internet studying on this kind of <laughs> stuff. These are the stuff that you come across, and these are the jewels. And I'm like, ooh, I got to I gotta pause that video and write that down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Wow, I literally was just like, okay, yeah, scroll, knowledge, we're good. Let's <laughs> move on. Um, okay, so her dress. You said you just feel like the color life of water. I tied this back into water signs. <laughs> I always want to try and get everything to be connected somehow to me. Um, so I said that there's, I would identify her. I mean, as a as a cancer, um, which if you haven't listened before, I am a cancer. My birthday is in June. Um, our ruling planet is the moon, and I'm a water sign. Um, and so I just felt such a connection to this with the water and with the various phases of the moon um and I definitely identify that with like such strong femininity and like I said I was so proud that the first female card that came up is one that's so like has like it look, just looked just like feminine intuition and like strength for yeah women. I
0: like that and then to go on off of what you just said my birthday is in July so I am also a Cancer and it's July 2nd, so that's another two.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. And this card also represents Venus. There's Venusian and Venus symbolism in here. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, so sorry, everybody. We have to go into another podcast, but I remember on that same video, they were talking about that. So it's the Lunar and Venus, which is also going back to the goddess.
1: All right. Now, let's talk about... um what you would say this means in a general reading.
0: I would say generally this could symbolize similar to the two of cups and where you have to kind of get to know yourself. This is, (laughs) you can look at this card no matter where you are in that journey of self discovery or knowledge or getting to know the wisdom. And you can look at it and you could say, where am I? Am I about to enter this gate? Am I ready to enter it? Am I scared to enter or am I already in there? Am I on this tree of life? If so, what part of the trio life am I at? Where am I at in my journey? So that's, that's kind of how I would look at it for myself, I guess. And then I would, it would be harder to, to interpret that to another person, especially if they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So I could try to assess where they are in their personal journey by talking to them. And then where they are, I could try to point them to the next step.
1: Okay. All right. Do you have like an example
0: Um, yeah, you know, actually on a reading I did, it's very similar to this It was one of the first readings that I did as a friend of mine in Rhode Island and she had a romantic reading and I was basically from her, from her past uh, experiences, which she related to me, I was saying to her because at the time she, she didn't have anybody in mind, you know, she's single and she's looking and she was about to turn, I believe 40. So she wants a family and all this stuff. And so I was, I was telling her, she was telling me about her past relationships that it seemed to me that she was looking for wholeness externally where, and you know, she needed to go inside first to do that self-examination and figure out how you tick and what makes you tick and get a hold of that first. So I tried to point her in that direction, you know, and I, I was just asking her about that. And then, you know, I was talking about like maybe meditation and different things you could do. Uh, so that's where I, I steered her.
1: Oh, okay. I, you know, I love that you're all about like self introspection. I know that that's something that you're definitely like working on. Um, so I had down for a general reading that this is, um, and I, I don't want to assign the word feminine here to be like only women have this, but like feminine intuition. Um, but basically like having the knowledge to know inside which answer is the right answer for you as opposed to like other people. Um, and almost having like a psychic quality to it. But I feel like sometimes when people hear the word psychic, there's this misconception of like, oh, they can like talk to dead people or hear spirits or something like that. But it, I think it's almost a connection to like yourself on a subconscious level of knowing like one of those, you know, what the right thing is to do. Like yeah, that inner and that, voice. That goes to back lead to you. two
0: because you have the conscious and the subconscious. So you're trying to get them to work together. And another note that I had is, um, on here that I, it goes back to kind of what we were saying before that, but this is the pathway to oneness, to that wholeness. So for two to go back to one, to go backwards, to become that magician, you need to get the two in alignment to become one.
1: All right. Now, if this card came up in a relationship reading, what would you say?
0: Well, it's similar to what I was uh just, I'd say what I said to my friend in Rhode Island, really with the, Depend. I would try to look and see where they were on their path of this self-knowledge because, you know, I know I do harp on it quite a bit, but I feel like it's a majority of the problem that people have when interacting with other humans. I feel that if people just kind of had a better grip on what was going on inside and then use that to empathize with what might be going on inside of other people. And then, you know, just giving people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. I'm not saying letting people walk all over you, you know, I'm just saying in certain situations, it just makes, you know, it's, it goes back to the row, row, row your boat where you're just gently down the stream, you know, and if you could do a couple things to make it a little easier, why not? I think
1: there's such, um, (laughs) like an overabundance of like external stimuli in our world right now of so it's easy to kind of forget about doing that inner reflection because there's so much outer stimulation yes
0: yes for sure we're always outside we're always thinking what's the next uh you know what's the next thing we got to think about or do or watch or read or see yeah and i can't sit
1: and just be quiet i need to constantly be on my phone with the tv on and something else happening and it's like how are you concentrating on any of those things Yes, really not exactly. Um, it
0: it goes to it's like a you get a kind of a serotonin hit every time you get that little you know like a like yes. on Facebook or whatever. So it becomes addicting after a while. I think that's it's a uh, that's why we're doing this podcast. Anyway. All right.
1: So surprise, surprise! For my relationship reading or how I would interpret this, do you want to take a guess at what I said?
0: Uh, you live happily ever after. <laughs>
1: said it's a strong connection. (laughs) between two people but I wrote down (laughs) stuff that I wrote down it's not a physical attraction because I said that's fleeting it's an emotional connection so going back to like the two of cups and then I think we're going to talk about um like the number significance of the number two after this but just talking about that emotional connection and like that complementary force of like the yin and the yang which you were just showing me a picture of that you drew so for me if I was saying that I'd be like that is kind of how I would interpret this for a relationship reading.
0: And so it's did not they because live I'm happi- always
1: like you found someone. <laughs> no, I yeah,
0: know, but did they live happily ever after? <laughs> well, no, that's, I, I think I like that's, that's not a, something
1: that happens, right?
0: Yeah, no, of course not. I I think that's a a huge misconception that, and I think ugh, I you know, I hate to just say you know like it feel like I'm judging the whole world, but sometimes people believe like if they get married, then it's all gonna be great after that. You know, it's like no, you have to you're it, you're just still just two people no matter what you say or do or commitments you make you still have to work on it every single day of your life
1: and you have to work on that and then you also have to work on yourself
0: yeah um
1: exactly. okay so now what if what if this comes up in a career focused reading
0: uh for career i would say this is definitely a great card because it's going it, to there's just so much opportunity here that i see and it's it's like kind of like a bounty you know, like the, the, your cup runneth over, all this water's coming out, there's fruit behind her and you have a choice. So it really seems to me that somebody has a choice in like we were talking about before to make a job or like a, you know, like if you have a job, you can turn it into an actual career or something where you are happy to do it and you want to do it every day.
1: I love that. I feel like I'm all over the place. I like have a million things that I love, and so I want to do all of them as a job. Um, I have That's, down- There's
0: nothing wrong with that too. That could represent the all the fruit in the background, the different fruit. It doesn't mean you can only have one, but as long as you, you know, you have to keep that focus. You got to think yes. of the the B and the J with the the Yin the Yin and the Yang. I want to get the Yin Yang, uh, the Yin and the Yang, and um, you know, if you use for- that balance, then you could do that.
1: For a career-focused reading, I said that this would be potentially like learning something new. Right. We're talking about knowledge and like acquiring knowledge. I said that this could be like continuing education or learning a new skill set or learning about a new topic, kind of expanding your reach as far as what your current job is. And like I said that I wanted to do with all of my readings now, um, whenever I do pull a card and if they want it to be a career focused reading, I kind of always think which field of study or what field like career field this card would relate back to. And I said that this one I would relate back to academic work or educational work. So if you did pulled this card and you're like, I'm not sure what field I should go into, I would say perhaps something in education or something in academics.
0: Yeah, it could also uh, represent something with the law, too, because she's holding the scroll that says the law on it. Mm-hmm. So. Or tarot could, you know, could be telling you, May, maybe you should get invested or involved in the tarot.
1: So again, just like I did for the Two of Cups, I do want to talk about the reversal of this card. So if the High Priestess came up in a reading and it was reversed or upside down, um, I just think that there's such a strong meaning for both of the cards we're talking about today, the Two of Cups and the High Priestess, if they were reversed. I don't often feel that. I kind of normally just gauge what my my own thoughts are on like how it relates to the overall spread, but I feel like both of these have such a strong reversed meaning that I did want to bring it up.
0: Okay, indulge me.
1: Okay, so if this one came up and it was reversed, I'd say honestly, like the opposite of what I was talking about before was like uh, like a blockage of like not listening to that inner voice or your subconscious or like purposely avoiding what you know is right to do what you think other people want you to do. And I think that's something kind of hard to hear for some people. And to be honest, if someone said that to me, like, I think you're doing things to please other people and you know it's not right, I'd be like, um, excuse me.
0: Yes. One of the most vulgar, v- sorry, one of the most vulgar things that you could say to anybody or tell them is the truth sometimes. <laughs> yes. It's really hard for them to hear, you know, it's, it's it could be offensive, but the truth is the truth. And I would like to add to that because, you know, reverse meaning of this could be if you focus on one side of these pillars too hard, you're not going to get in the middle of the doorway. So if you're too much on the one side of the yin and the yang, the black or the white, you know, so this in a reverse meaning, you could say, maybe you have too much of a light. Maybe you have to get parts of yourself together. So you have to be okay with the dark parts of yourself. You have to know what you are capable of doing. You have to realize that you are capable of being a terrible person and can do bad actions because if you're not conscious of this, Then you're just going to think you're great, and then uh, it's going to lead to bad things.
1: I was (laughs) literally right there with you until you were talking about maybe doing bad things. So I was about to say, like just like you and I. And I was like, ooh, people are going to be like, which one is which? (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I mean more in the the sense of um, just uh, integrating the whole parts of yourself. Because if you try to deny anything... You know, if, if you have any kind of darkness or whatever, you have to get it to the surface. You can't just deny it.
1: I'd so. also say that this could potentially be a lack of focusing on like your own spirituality. So lack yeah. of that like inward kind of reflection and looking in at yourself and trying to evaluate where you are and what your own thoughts and feelings are on things.
0: For sure. And go to go back to what I was trying to say before, it's more of... um. Everything in moderation, including moderation. So sometimes, you know, you can't always.
1: Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, what it means, what it means, though, really, is like sometimes you have to party. You know, like sometimes you have to have a good time, and sometimes you have to go out drinking. It, you know, it's just and sometimes that. you don't. Yeah, so, and exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you have to blow off steam. But that's what—that's more what I was trying to say. You know, it's not like I mean go out and like rape people. <laughs>
1: we were like wow and i'm laughing about that never mind can you edit that out
0: (laughs) (laughs) rob people go out and rob people that's what (laughs) men that's what i'm saying men (laughs) raping other men that's all we're just talking about it's fine
1: do you have any overall (laughs) thoughts on the high priestess card
0: yeah um for me early on it was a very inspirational card when i first started getting involved in the tarot and i wasn't exactly sure why but now after this podcast I think that it it is because of what a mirror it is when you hold it up to yourself to see where you are on the spiritual journey of self-investigation. So.
1: I thought you were going to say it reminded you of me. Um Yeah, you.
0: Uh, <laughs> are you high? Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> um, okay. It is a high high so, priestess,
0: that's what I'm trying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I want to talk about um the number 2. So last week, we did a little bit of a focus on the number one. This week, we're obviously talking about the two of cups, the second card in the major arcana. So I want to talk about what the number two means. Um, I got some, I wrote down some thoughts and notes here, and some of them, well, we'll get there. I think that some of them are a little interesting. So wh- what are your thoughts? Do you have any overall thoughts on the number two?
0: Uh, not without making a terrible joke about poop. No, I, I just think of that it represents the division. It represents, you know, it could represent consciousness. You know, originally we were this one conscious consciousness, and then we became two, like, in the Garden of Eden. Eve ate the apple, and she gained the knowledge, so the, the it was split. It was, you know, she gained the knowledge of good and evil, so she would, you know, humans became aware of this duality. So that's what kind of it represents. You know, if you want to ask me really quick. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down it's the most underestimated number. All right. Um and so you know you know me well enough to know like how I always want to be number 1. Um and I think that I do agree with this thought of it being the most underestimated in terms of like it's not the best. Um and it's almost like, you know, when people say like second best, it's almost a slap in the face. You don't want to be the second best. Mm-hmm. Um but there's still a quality there and there's a nice balance to that. So, you know, when they say like one is the loneliest number, two doesn't have to deal with that, right? Um, and then I actually wrote down some thoughts about the shape of the number two. So if I'm looking at the the two cards, it's the two as in Roman numerals, which is just like two, like ones next to each other. But I'm talking about like actually writing out the number two with like the curvature, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Wait, so you're you're talking about the curvature or not? Yes, I am. Okay, you are talking about the curvature. Yes, and I'm
1: saying that the shape of it looks submissive.
0: Oh, because it's like bending down?
1: Yes, and like if you were to put pressure on it, it could fold. And then Uh, I also made a comment that if you were to put pressure on the number one, it would break. Which would kind of going back to my saying that number two is the most underestimated number because it's like it's not going to break. It could like bow, right? But then it could come back.
0: Yeah, I like that. It, it, there's more flexibility. Like, what there.
1: are you talking about right now? <laughs>
0: no, there's there's more flexibility in the two. It's not like a hard law or a hard person where it's just going to, you know, you can only do things one way. This is it. One way. We're going to do it one way. You got two. You have two different options.
1: And there's a freedom there to not have to always be that number one. That's um, right. So I also wrote down that, um, obviously, in contrast to the number one, it has to deal with partnership and teamwork and coexistence. And so if I'm looking back at the two cards we're talking about today, it's basically just talking about that balance and perhaps like a duality, um, which I think makes somebody like a full person. You're not going to be 100% one thing, right? That's right. I said duality of body and spirit. um, And then I said... If I'm relating this back to a planet and an element, I said that the planet that I'd associate with the number two is the moon, and the element is water, which, oh my goodness, (laughs) relates back to the High Priestess card and cups.
0: And? You (laughs)
1: and me. Oh my God. Wow. But that makes me sound really self serving. And that's definitely not what I'm thinking. I said it's contrast to the number one or the magician card because the magician card, the planet would be the sun, which I mean, if you look at it, it looks very like bright in your face. And that the element would be fire. And I said, if you're talking about fire and water, right? Fire being the magician and water being the high priestess. Um, and and the sun and the moon, both of them having impact on the earth. I think what a nice balance that is. Like you need to have both of them, right? The moon causes tides. The sun is going to heat up the earth to help things grow. I like went real deep on this.
0: Yeah, it represents the two different energies, the masculine and the feminine energy. It's great. And like you said, you need both to survive. You need both in harmony.
1: And then I also just wrote down personality traits of a number two. I don't know if you've ever taken the Enneagram test, Um, I can send it to you, but it basically gives you a number and the number reflects like personality traits, like the ones that we've taken before. Um, and I said that the personalities of a two, not based on that test, that's just honestly an aside. Um, but personality traits of a two are, um, unpredictable because there is that total, total, uh, polar opposites. So you could be like crazy in one second and then indifferent in the next. And I was like, Oh my God, am I a number two? (laughs)
0: <laughs> number two, <laughs> yes, you are <laughs> j. k. everybody j. k
1: okay, did you have any thoughts on on the number two
0: um well, i think i s what i said, but earlier pretty much summed it up.
1: I just went real crazy there. No, that I was like, good.
0: I, and I, th- that's what I mean. I can't really add anything to what you said other than what I already did. Cause it was so in depth. It was good. I like it. I'm not, I know.
1: just don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we necessarily got that in depth in the, the number one, honestly, maybe I feel such a connection to the two because it is more identified as feminine. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the yeah, other no. deck that I use frequently is my goddess tarot deck. And I obviously always wanted to relate things back to like any kind of femininity, um, and so maybe that's why I was like really into looking into what people often associate a 2 as representing.
0: Yeah, it's a great inspiration. I love it. And um I'm going to talk about before we get out of here the again the Thoth deck, the Priestess it's called. It's also number 2 of the major arcana in the Thoth deck and it it shows a seated and it looks like a goddess with this giant net in front of her and on at her feet, there's all kinds of fruit, and uh, there's different jewels, and also like flowers and a camel, mm-hmm. and so and then it looks like there's some cosmic power coming out of her eyes and around her arms and everything, and it looks like she's actually wearing the same hat as the high priestess is wearing in the Rider weight deck. It's just yes. a little bit different proportions. So the way that I, the, what I want to talk about this is the giant net really reminds me of a concept in, in Buddhism or Eastern tradition. It's called the net of Indra or the, the net of uh, the net of jewels of Indra. It could also be called. So basically what that is, it's it represents sort of like karma where we're all in this net and everything that we do affects everyone to the person or, you know, everyone next to us in this net. So similar to karma like waves in the ocean, anything you do when you splash, it's going to affect people around you. So this is just a great reminder to be conscious of that and to remember that everything you do, every action that you have is going to have an effect in the world around you. And if you're putting out positive, um, you know, I don't know if you want to like say vibes and get all crazy, but if you're just being a good person and helping other people out and looking out, obviously for yourself too, you have to take care of yourself first and then help other people, it's just going to be a better world.
1: Well, and you know, if we want to go into science here for a second, Newton's third law of motion is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction.
0: That's right. Right. So
1: you get out what you put in.
0: Yeah. And if you want to get into quantum mechanics, we'll be here all day. <laughs> so let's not. So let's wrap this up. And yes. uh, is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think we did such a great job today. I'm super excited next week to talk about three
0: yeah why don't you give a little preview of what we're doing next week
1: so next week we're going to talk about the power of three uh, my little charmed reference there and we'll talk about the three of cups and
0: oh, sorry, it'll be um, extraversion there's three it's like the trinity you know we have that to talk about you can talk about the father son holy spirit there's so much involved in three we'll
1: talk about the empress card yes another strong female Super yeah another about seated that. strong
0: female all right great <laughs> all right guys well if you like any more make sure like i said you check us out on instagram at terrible two, t a r o t-a-r-o-t-b-u-l-l the number two and everything else can be found at comedy lol.com and until next week keep it terrible Comedy, Comedy. LOL, Podcast Network.